Welcome to Media Rewind on the Boom Howdy Entertainment Network. Boom Howdy. I'm Dustin P. And I'm Genius McGee. And on this episode, we have special content for all of our listeners out yeah, there. It's especially for you, Lance from Uruguay. <laughs> Absolutely. So if you can't hear that laughter in the background, that is our very special guest for our special content today. That is Mr. Sherman Augustus, a.k.a. Nathaniel Moon from AMC's Into the Badlands. The baddest clipper in the Badlands. Yeah. (laughs) How are you, sir? I'm great. I'm great. You guys good? Oh, absolutely. My heart's racing about a mile a minute because this is like Uh, a, this is a dream come uh, true. Well, look, look, hey, listen, it's just, yes, it is. I'm talking to you guys. It's, a dream. it's my dream. I'm talking to you guys. Come on now. Well, we, we very much <laughs> You are quite it. the actor, my friend. You are quite the actor. I'm serious, man. I'm serious. What else do I have to do today except listening? Okay, put that over there. <laughs> Absolutely. So how's everything out there in California treating you? Uh, everything's good. It's just hot and uh, um, muggy. Uh and, you know, it's just a contrast of being in, in, you know, Dublin, Ireland for, for nine months in those nine months. I mean, when we got there last August, it was great. It was great until mid-September and then everything. It just made a wrong turn at Albuquerque, man. And it was just cold, just cold every day. And it was just, but, you know, it was beautiful and the people were beautiful. So, you know, what can you do? So I trade that in for this uncomfortable heat that is bearing down on us like crazy. Oh, come on, Mr. Augustus. You know that climate change doesn't occur. Oh, please. <laughs> yeah, right, right. All you got to right. do is walk outside, right? Right. Right. Okay, I'll keep, I'll try to embed that in the zeitgeist of my mind. There's no, no climate change. Just, Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. fake, fake news. Fake news. Fake, yeah, fake, fake news. You're, you're not actually uh, engulfed in flames walking down the street. It's just, you know, it's just what it is. You're right. just a little warm. So <laughs> It's the humidity. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Humidity. Shake it off. Drink some Gatorade. You'll be all right. Yep. <laughs> so Genius and I were trying to figure out, do we call you Mr. Augustus? Do we call you Mr. Moon? Do we call you... Regent? <laughs> uh, what <do> we... <laughs> whatever, whatever, guys. Call me Sherm. It's all good. It's all good. Awesome. We're all friends here, so whatever. You, well, know, you can call me Miss. You can call me Mr. Mother if you want to, and it's all good. Hello, Mr. Mother Spritchin. How are you? How are you today? <laughs> well, we tend to go a little bit off the beaten path a lot with our talks. So, I mean, we're not going to give you the straight canned answers like "What made you want to become an actor?" and, and those okay. kind of things. So, okay, uh, but that's an interesting topic. Yeah, was. exactly. <laughs> for for a person that's that's pretty uninitiated into your backstory, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and like your history leading into? You know, into the Badlands? Okay. Well, you know, born and raised here in L.A. Uh, born and raised, don't hold that against me. Born and raised here. Uh, growing up, I had a couple of cousins who were in the business. Uh, and uh, I always uh, wanted to get in the business myself. But uh, you all right, Manny? Okay, cool. <laughs> 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 I'm, making, I'm making sure Manny is, is okay taking up. Uh, some uh, some materials up um so uh, i knew that uh it was going to happen but i grew up here in la i was kind of sickly you know what i mean because i had like asthma and i was allergic to everything including sometimes air uh, <laughs> and uh you know the family uh my dad um was a cop and and basically wanted uh and the rest of the family you know they believed that you know you go involve your kid that's sickly into sports and, you know, it'll help them grow out of it. And I had asthma really bad. And the thing with asthma is um, it's not that you're not getting enough air. Your, your lungs expand to the point where you're not getting, you're not um, exhaling the air out. You know, so they just expand and they just hold the air. Uh, or your lungs just, just expand uh, to a point where it's just uncomfortable. You can't breathe and you're wheezing and all that kind of stuff. So basically getting involved in sports and football um, basically helped me regulate my asthma and then eventually I grew out of it and while I was doing that you know I played peewee football and then high school football and then went on and ended up at Northwestern and then you know if you blinked uh my stint in the NFL was like two seconds and 35 whatever minutes and uh so I was in and out of there but I went to school with Todd Bridges's older brother we went to high school and college together and he was also a football player and even in high school we were doing little commercials and stuff like that I didn't take it too serious because I want to see how far I can go if I can mm-hmm. make it to the big show and uh, fortunately I did for a minute and you know when I hurt my knee I was like dude I'm an actor what the hell am I doing man <laughs> I'm an actor man I've been acting like I'm a football player I'm out so called my football agent 
told him I was done, uh, called uh, Jim Bridges Sr., uh, who was my agent at the time, and said, hey, look, I'm going, I'm coming in full time. Uh, so when I got back to LA, I did do what I, sh you know, because I, I couldn't do it at Northwestern. I couldn't get into the, the, the drama program there because playing football and running track, that was enough, you know, and plus yeah, yeah, gotcha. it's a quarter system. And if you fall behind, man, you might as well forget about it. So, and they don't give scholarships. It was grants at the time. So, um, you know, I came back to LA and I studied with some very great coaches and I did the whole thing, the whole nine yards that you're supposed to actually do when you want to be in this profession. I learned my craft and mm -hmm. did a bunch of plays here back in the days in LA when you're able to do plays and people will come out. Uh, did a bunch of plays, stuff like that, and then landed my first first film was Colors, man. It was my first film, and, and uh, Don Cheetos and uh, Glenn Plummer's. You know, Dennis Hopper hired a, hired a lot of first-time actors on that one, and, you know, it was worth it, man. I learned a lot. And I've been going ever since. Just been, you know, chugging away ever since, and I've been lucky. I've been lucky to get really good projects. Well, I got to say that we're pretty thankful that you decided not to pursue your NFL career because, you know, what we love you on you know, as Nathaniel Moon is just incredible. Oh, thank you guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I really do. I really, really do. I mean, really do. One, of, one of the main things, going back on our, our old back catalog, the first episode that you were in, we were like, holy shit, this character is awesome. We hope he oh, comes yeah. back. And then when you didn't really come back in the most part of the second season, we were like, Oh, well, okay, but then when you're like, oh, at the very beginning, you're like, oh, shit, it's Nathaniel Moon! Yeah, oh. It's on now, it's on in Crack-a-Lacket. Oh. As they say in uh, Dublin, what's the crack? And you go, the crack is mighty, which means everything's good. Very <laughs> nice. Me off. The crack um, is mighty. I like that, dude. Yeah. We're going to have to start using, yeah. like, how's it going? The crack is mighty. <laughs> you know, because it's like, you know, they would say, hey, sure, what's the crack? I'm like, what's the crack? What are you talking about? You guys say what's cracking. Right. Yeah. Okay, we say what's cracking. So your answer back should be, oh, the crack is mighty. <laughs> there we go. And and it and shall it, be done exactly. from now on. And, and it shall be done. <laughs> um, the thing about uh, the when they introduced uh, Nathaniel Moon, uh, they wanted to actually put bring that character in in the first season, but they only had six episodes, I believe. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, going into season two, episode three, they wanted they wanted to introduce the character. Now I got to tell you, um, a little backstory behind that is I had auditioned for the show, put myself on tape, and um, my best friend is a director, and so we shot everything like they shot this, like they would shoot the scene, you know, with the candles and all that. When I was taking out the candles with the sword and all that kind okay. of stuff, uh, so uh, which we didn't have candles, but I did have something to simulate all that. Uh, so I didn't hear nothing for four weeks and I got a call one morning at because uh, I was just fed up you know I didn't hear anything and I went back over to Tim's house one night and we were hanging out drinking uh, you know Irish water uh, Jameson <laughs> <laughs> that one quarter of me appreciates that statement <laughs> which which we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later because yeah. I wasn't too far from the Jameson factory so you know, oh. I was living in yeah exactly okay so Jameson and Guinness I can walk to. So I used to take a bath in Jameson and swim in Guinness. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's another story. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I didn't hear anything for four weeks. So I went by my agent's office that day, and I was going to bring up the subject, and I didn't. Went over my boy, my buddy Tim. And um, I got home, and about 4.30 that morning, I get a phone call from Susan Holmes. Good morning, Simon. This is Susan Holmes. I'm going to get you on the plane uh, to come out to enter the Badlands. Can you, can you leave today at 4.30? I'm like, what? <laughs> what? I didn't understand anything you said, lady. Um, could you go again? Which, and she's our production uh, coordinator, and she's the sweetest woman. She took, I mean, she takes care of all of us. And uh, she said it again. I'm like, okay, look, let me, let me, uh, uh, let me wake up first and um, uh, call my agent, and then uh, could you call me back in like five minutes, please? Sure thing. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, so talked to my agent he said yeah man they, they just called me and uh they want you to get out so the following i couldn't leave that day but the following day i was on a plane landed it was a friday landed that saturday afternoon did the whole nine yards wardrobe makeup all that kind of stuff on the way over i didn't read the script the whole script until i got on the plane and i, I should say that and and this goes with what you guys were saying the character was so well-rounded and written mm -hmm. very well that i could not mess this up seriously i just sat there and, and i was just like dude if you mess this up then you know i would just forget about it you know it was like throwing pitching me a softball 
and you know the easiest swing I can take and I'm gonna knock it out the ballpark so I had to you know and I did my preparation for the for the role and everything and um so had Sunday off you know and worked on the character a lot and and where I was coming from and what I was doing you know the whole thing that you do and the the next day we were on that bridge we were shooting that bridge scene that took us about eight days to shoot um that first scene so you know way to go and that week at the end of that week uh, I was hanging out with Daniel Wu and Daniel leaned over and he said hey man you know we offered it to Wesley Snipes I'm like what you did what yeah man we offered it to Wesley that's why it took so long and you know we wanted to get you here earlier but yeah you know I'm like oh because uh, he was busy right and I'm like thank you Wesley Thank you very much. I appreciate that. You know, and he's a friend, and, and I'm a fan of his work too. So you know, we worked together before, but and and, and I love his work. And he's an awesome gentleman. Um, you know, he's always been great to me. So um, you know, I was like, cool, man. Um, psh, good, good looking out. Right. Right. Thanks, Blade. Now, Sherman, I, I'm I'm just going to throw you, this. Blade. I'm going to throw this out to you. I mean, you have you have a background in martial arts. You, oh, you obviously yeah. have the, think, the acumen with a sword. I think I know where you're going because there's been conversations. Go ahead. Keep going. Yeah, I think but you know is, where you're going, too. <laughs> is there any possibility that we could see you as Blade? There's been some talk. Uh, there's been a petition going around on the Internet. And um, I know David Goyer doesn't have the rights anymore. I think the rights went back to Marvel. Mm-hmm. And I think Marvel right now... Um, is busy with other things. I don't know where they can fit that into uh, their universe, but uh, I'm going to have a conversation with some folks on my end to see what we can get going on. Well, um, I'm just I'm saying, I, thinking about it. I know you're a big guy, but if you need some muscle, I will happily fly out there <laughs> and, and hold put... your giant sword <laughs> to kill vampires with, with all the fucking rings on it. Please tell me, please decapitate oh. some, with some, some oh. vampires with that sword. <laughs> oh, I, you know what? I would definitely have the guys from uh, our prop master uh, and prop makers for Badlands. If everything works out, I would definitely ask them to make me something because those guys are bad freaking ass. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. They make some great stuff. They really, really, really do. Dude, even... There's some stuff in the next eight that you're going to see. You're going to go, what the... Seriously. Okay, it's crazy. So I wish you... I could bring all that shit home. Yeah, right? and I, I mean, good. we won't ask you to spoil anything, but you did segue okay. to it. When yes. can we see yeah, the next Yeah, that's eight? the main question. We've that's been... the thing. I mean, we're all waiting for I mean, sorry, but we're all waiting for that. The thing of it is is that um, the show is very popular, and AMC can pretty much pick and choose when they want to put out the next eight. Mm-hmm. Um, because the next eight is so pivotable, pivotable right now because of the simple fact for the following season after that, they're going to introduce even more characters. Oh, wow. And it's going to get even, you know, crazier and crazier and crazier. So everything in the next eight sits up everything for the next season after that. Okay. So it's going to be, it's going to be pretty intense and it's going to change the whole scope. Yeah. As you notice the scope of the show, the depth and breadth of the show has gotten so much bigger. Absolutely. Yeah. The whole world. Yeah. I mean, and, and basically we shot four movies is what we did. We shot four movies while Mm -hmm. we were there. I mean, but it was just a wonderful thing to do. And the one thing about Badlands, about production-wise, the whole thing, is that they shoot everything like a film. It's not shot like a television show. It's shot like a film. Our patience like a film. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, and which which I come from film, and that's really refreshing because you don't have to force. Yeah, the crew and the cast to do eight pages a day and move on. Eight, you know, and oh, did you get that? Oh, well, forget it. You don't need it. That kind of thing. Right. They get everything. If they want to show an ant, you know, on the sidewalk, they're going to shoot that ant. Okay. Yeah. They're going to shoot the ant. Well, we're going to shoot the ant, and we're going to use three cameras. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and the ant's going to have wire work. Yeah, and we're yeah, wire work, and we're, and we're also we're going to get a uh, a dirty shot of through the ant over to Sherm. Why Daniel's over there standing talking to Baji. You know, right. we're gonna do all that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, they do it and they get it all. And it may not show up in the cut, but uh that's the reason why everything takes so long with the show. Uh and they don't run over. We don't run over and it's not over budget or anything like that. I mean, that's the reason why I know AMC is very happy and uh they're gonna take their time um deciding when uh the next eight comes comes out. Uh, I can't wait for the next eight to come out because there's so many more new characters that are, they're going to come along 
And the one thing that's going to blow, I wish I could just have everybody I spoke with in one room so I can see their minds get blown when they see the end of the next eight. Oh, my God. Oh. You guys are going to go, what? You're such a tease, oh, yeah. Sherman. You're such a tease, Sherman. You're such <laughs> a tease. I know. I want to tell you so bad. <laughs> we, want to, we want to know so bad. Because I'll tell you what. It threw us for a huge loop when they said like the finale. When yeah. like they're like and now the fun next week is the finale. And we're like, what the fuck? That's not fair. We're just now like into it. I, I know, I know. Think how we felt when we got the you know the, the order for sixteen episodes. We were like, oh boy, you know this is going to be a hell of a ride. And the thing about it is, within the next eight around the, around Christmas time before we went on break. Uh, uh, <laughs> Paco was talking that it was a rehearsal between Orla Brady and I and he goes yeah guys I just want to tell you and give you the heads up that there's going to be a bloodbath in the next eight uh, not everybody's going to make it and I can say this I can say this so you know uh, so yeah it's, it's going to be it's going to be deep but it, it just pushes the narrative of the show along and um, you know pretty much our whole thing is uh the way the show is mapped out, is it's just like The Walking Dead and Fear of the Walking Dead. You don't know who's gonna, you yeah. don't know who's gonna go, you know, yeah. who's, who's on the block. And it's not that, you know, because of, you know, bad things or whatever. It's because it helps drive the narrative of the show and it keeps the audience invested even more. And uh, yeah, it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be really nice. It's gonna, it's gonna be crazy. I wish I could sit in a room with everybody, and watch their faces. Uh, I know I'm a little sadistic, but I like that shit. Yeah, genius kind of has to pick up his brain off the floor over right? here. I'm so excited. Yeah. So I, yeah. I just have a, a real quick question for you because I mean we love everything AMC from Preacher to The Walking Dead, Fear, Me you know, too, man. especially Me into too. the Badlands. I'm an AMC guy. But I'm an AMC one guy, I love it. One thing that we really do appreciate about the show is the fact that you guys will introduce a character. And you will kill them off in the same episode. <laughs> we always talk about yeah. how the Badlands is yeah. like gets rid of the fat yeah. real quick. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it's it's just yeah. amazing. I mean, there's we, gonna be a couple of those. There's a couple of great. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, we okay. we had the, the the blind cannibals, and then all of a sudden it was like, "Hello, blind cannibals. Goodbye, blind cannibals." And it yeah. set everything up so perfectly for the rest of the season. Exactly. Same way. Same thing with uh, uh, the Black Lotus. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it gets it gets deep. It gets it gets deep with them. It gets deep with the good. black lotus. Good, good, good. It's gonna get it's gonna get real deep. And then there, there's this other thing that comes along, and this other person comes along. So it gets really, it keeps the depth of the show keeps going deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And um, it's just very interesting. And I'm glad to be involved with the show uh, because uh, I'm a fan of the show. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was just like. When I saw the pilot, when my mother called me when the show aired, the show aired, uh, the pilot episode, she was like, have you seen Badlands? I'm like, no, because it's a martial arts show and I'm not on it, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, I was was hating, man. I was hating. I I confess, I was hating. I wasn't on the show. I was like, man, come on, man, quit playing. Right. You know, (laughs) and uh, so second season was coming around and I'm like, look, you know, I need to gear my head around this and really, uh, I just had my Mm -hmm. folks look out uh, my representation look out for something that was really good on the show and then when they announced Nathaniel Moon I'm like that's it it's on it's on and uh, but I I really really excited about the second eight because of some new characters and you know the master is back and, and yeah. she has a, a gang load of stuff you, you'll see you'll I... see it's just and then there's going to be unlikely alliances between folks, See, I can say that. That's <laughs> say that. That's one thing I like about the Badlands is like sides and loyalty. Not necessarily loyalty, especially like with your character because you're all about honor. But like right. switching and sides and like it seems like there's two teams now. There's team. Um, there's team Pilgrim and team Master, and and yeah. it's a really really interesting dynamic. And speaking of interesting dynamics. Y- your character's interaction with uh, Orla, with Lydia, is yeah. fascinating. I love your guys' chemistry. It's like you can tell that you guys, it, that your characters were old lovers back in the day. You guys do it yeah. so well to a simmer and a smoldering. Well, that's, that's because, you know, we're all friends. And, you know, um, 
I worked with Orla before on a show called American Odyssey. We didn't have any scenes together, but I've always been an Orla Brady fan, okay? And she's just a giving actress, and she's smart, and she's intelligent. I mean, and that's the kind of woman that I'm attracted to. You know, she reads the paper every morning, and she does, you know, she just does these things that make that keep you... Uh, keep you interested and you know mm-hmm. can have these engaging conversations and you know we're friends so one thing I cannot stand is to watch actors uh, who are supposed to be um, lovers or are involved with each other and they're just going through actor moments and actor things mm-hmm. and they're just doing what's on the page it's always about the subtext for me and it's about the subtext with her too so uh, we would always meet and talk about certain things but the first conversation we had back in August when we knew this was going to happen, we just said, let's get the audience involved and make them feel for these people, make them mm-hmm. want to have these people together. And that was the goal. That was the goal. And we achieved it. And this, the second eight, oh, come on. That gets, <laughs> gets stupid. It's, oh, man, yeah, Gaius and, and, and Minerva and, and, mm-hmm. and Moon and Lydia, come on, it, it gets real deep. Yeah, it they, does. those, those are some power couples, fun. man. Forget Brangelina. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, it gets it gets really because you know you're still trying to figure out where Lydia is going. Yes, is she, yeah, exactly. is she really that? Is she really that diabolical? That's <laughs> it. We've had conversations. You know? We've had whole episodes about like what's Lydia's main goal because we talked about it out of everybody I think she is the most grandmaster of playing the game of people you know exactly exactly and it's always for the better good but it's like okay how many people have to like smash each other in the head just so some good can come through the bad lands you know it's a trip because sometimes you know I'll just say something when we're doing dialogue where we're you know we're, we're shooting I go treachery you know <laughs> <laughs> and then Martin Soskis comes out of nowhere that's my lady y'all that's my girl <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> and where's little Henry where's little Henry Henry will be mine I guarantee it <laughs> very nice we're having we're having exactly. Sherman Augustus and Genius McGee doing a quin off right now that's awesome oh oh, oh we, that's how we we would do that all day long seriously I don't know how we get stuff done. I don't know how we get shit done because, you know, some days, <laughs> some days we just we give zero fucks. Yeah. <laughs> and you get you get Lydia, or you get Orla, and you get you get Allie, and, and you get um, Emily going. Forget about it. And then here comes Nick. Yeah, I was about and to then, say yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And then and then here comes that other, you know, sense of humor that Daniel has. And all you do all day long is just crack the hell up. I mean, and it's just, we just, it's like, you know, and then when everybody turns into their character, you go, damn, everybody's their character. <laughs> but just a few minutes ago, they was doing some stupid shit standing over there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, you know, like the, the whole crew, everybody. I mean, one day, Harry, our first AD, who's just, he's just a mad Scottish man. He's just, just, he's just that guy. He's the guy's guy. He runs the set, you know, on, on drama unit. And one day Paco did something. I guess he passed gas in front of him and Harry pulled his pants down right, right when <laughs> camera was rolling. They got that. They got every, everything on film that day. I mean, it's, you, you, people do that. I, uh, I got hit in the face with pow pow powder one day. <laughs> by uh, by uh, by uh, Mike Mikey Evely, our uh, first AD on on fight unit. So, you know, I'm doing the whole thing in the woods, looking for you know the iron rabbit, and um, he takes this pow pow powder. When I break, when I take my sword and break the fence that she kicks, right, mm-hmm. I break the barrier, right, and the pow pow powder's in the air. So Mikey hit me in the face, and I went like, oh, he took the, he took off, and I, all these things are on tape. So I have. I have him, you know, and one of these days I'll, I'll put him out because I do say, you know, he was running off and I went, motherfucker. <laughs> hey, man, we need an Into the Badlands blooper, blooper reel, man. Into yeah, the, into the yeah, bloopers. It's, it's a trip, you know. <laughs> Emily stole the shit emoji from a theater. 
Um, <laughs> the movie was coming out, she just grabbed it and nicked it and was walking outside with it. And I'm just like, oh my god. She, yeah, I'm gonna put it in my flat. I'm gonna put it in my flat. And oh, no, yeah, we have some fun. And nobody's gonna yeah, stop her because she's the widow. Yeah, She'll exactly. kick that ass if she, somebody exactly. tries to like put it back. Fuck you. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, who, who's really gonna stop a, who's really gonna stop a woman who does all of her stunt work in high heels? In heels, man. <laughs> yeah. In heels. I can yeah. barely walk you know, in sneakers half the time. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. Come on. I mean, she does all this in heels, and you're going, really? Really? And I'm complaining today? Are you serious? And she's just out there doing stuff. I mean, sure, she'll sink into the ground or something every now and then. But, you know, she does her thing. And I'm like, whoa, hats off. Yeah. Hats off. And she works hard. Everybody works hard. And that, Everybody works hard. That brings me to a question. Um, when you're introduced yeah. in the new season, with as and the, when the widow comes looking for you to fight, that would not only it was beautiful and it was gorgeous and it was an intense fight. So yeah, my, it was. one of my questions is, what has been? Uh, it's actually not kind of a two-parter, but what's been one of your favorite fights to do as Sherman Moon? And then who's one uh, of your favorite people to spar and fight with? Uh. My fight with Daniel was incredible. And that's Daniel, one of Daniel's favorite fights, um, and, um, and which which really means a lot for me because you know my discipline is Taekwondo and Kutsu. Uh, I've never done wushu before in my life, and I've never held a sword or did any kind of sword work. Now, extremist sticks, all that kind of stuff, sure. Knife fighting, that that kind of stuff, sure. You know, but you're, it's almost the same, but it's not because the balance is different, and you have to know certain things and do certain things and be in certain positions for certain strikes and then to do all that and for me to have a broadsword and to come back and have to do it with my left hand, my weak hand mm -hmm. was a was a was a trip too. Um so uh I think my favorite um I have no favorite. I that's a favorite, you know, from season two, episode three. That's one of my favorites. Especially the bridge scene was great. Uh, but I was just talking to Aramis Knight the other night and I have to say uh the fight with Aramis was great uh, because he was bringing it. Even I, even the fight with Ali was even more intense mm -hmm. um, because you just can't go, okay, you know, I'm bigger, stronger, you know, quicker, whatever. Mm -hmm. You can't do that. Not with these, not with the cast that we have. These guys bring it. These guys bring it. They bring it, and they worked so hard over the off season um, on their um, on their martial arts. Uh, ability and and just being flexible, flexible all year, and and just staying in it and working on their kicks and and all that stuff. And when they came back uh, for a fight camp, I was in awe, and I knew we were all going to have great fight scenes. I knew it, I knew it. Um, I would say I love that fight. I love the fight with uh, with uh, with Allie. There's some stuff coming up in the second eight. That I have some good stuff, but I would say my favorite fight scene this year, uh, outside of myself, would be Sonny and the Sniper, and then uh, oh yeah, Gaius, Gaius, and um, and Dean Chapman's character, uh, uh, Lewis and, and 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 Dean, when they had the when they had mm -hmm. the square off, because um, Dean was kind of worried about uh, or kind of apprehensive about his ability, but he's a dancer. Oh, and okay. he knocked it out. That was all him. That was him. Wow. He did ninety-five percent of all that. That's that's incredible. I, my hat's off. He worked hard. I was off that day, and I went to. Uh, we have a gym there at the production office, and they were shooting across the hall in uh, one of the main stages. And I went over and watched that, and I was like, "Whoa!" And Master Didi, he just he loved it. He had just the biggest smile on his face, you know, because you know he. Dane just he stepped up to the plate, man, and all his fights were just great. But that fight was bananas, <laughs> was crazy. I was like, whoa! It was it was nice. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, Genius, yeah. Genius and I have gushed for very, I would probably say, a, a ton, <laughs> to, yeah. for lack of a better term, um, uh, regarding like you know all the set pieces and whatnot. But you can really right. tell the care that you guys put into. You know the fight sequences. I mean, yeah. there, there's ne you can never tell. You know, if somebody might be down a day, had the flu, it's it's never shown. I mean, everybody yeah, brings I mean, it one hundred percent. You do go through that. You know, you, you know, you do go. You get the flu, you get colds, you get all those things, but you just step up to plate and you just do it. You just do it. I mean, you don't. That crew works so hard, guys. That you know, you show up on set and you're in this, you know, this way, 
and you're sick or you got a cold or, or you're aching and you see how hard everybody on that crew is working it and they're all smiles and they're just hey what's the crack hey the crack is mighty and they're just <laughs> around all day long you, it's infectious so you just uh, you gotta go man i gotta go to work man you know in between takes you might be like ah yeah but when you're working you don't want to let your 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 cast and crew down and that goes all the way down to you know craft service the catering you know everything Every, the mailman you don't want to let nobody you, know? <laughs> you just want to do the best work and it shows it absolutely and, um, shows there's nothing but professionals on that show I mean from, from top to bottom every department works hard and they're professionals and um, you know I just love everybody there and there's not one knucklehead there's not one knucklehead <laughs> we, all, we, all, we all love each other it's a trip it's kind of scary it's kind of scary you know because we all want to be around each other all the time it's like alright well Okay, uh, I'm gonna go brush my teeth now. All right. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, it shows that you guys are putting a lot of love and care, and you guys are all having fun because it shows on screen. Um, yeah. Even the fight scenes and everything is beautiful. I mean, for lack yeah. of a better term, the scenes are beautiful. The fight choreography is fantastic, and and the costumes. I want to talk a little bit about your costume. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So first of all. <clears throat> You look good as shit in that blue with the derby and everything, <laughs> thank, dude. Thank you, doctor. Thank you, you doctor. I appreciate that. You look yeah. fan, you look just badass and just like just dapper. And yeah. that metal hand. So can you tell about is it I know it's not a real metal hand, but the ornate and the detail in it, is it heavy? Is it 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 went through various uh changes of and there's several different ones. I use a clip on one when I definitely have to block a sword. Because there's no way to put a padding in there. Uh, so there's a glove that goes over with the fingers are, are stiff and rigid. Uh, so all four fingers and the, excuse me, and the thumb. And it rolls all the way up so I can put the gauntlet uh, over that and strap the gauntlet down. And then they take the other clip-on piece with all the moving cogs and all that kind of stuff. And they clip it on. And that's good. Um, it's pretty tight. It, it, you know, it hurts a little while, but you get used to it. And uh, they worked that out, and then they worked it out to where they came up with this glove piece that um, is, uh, I mean, it's, they have all these 3D printers there. And so they came up with the glove piece. They came up with two different versions. And uh, one has more detail with the butterfly and the cogs in mm -hmm. it. And the other one is, is good for me to able to hold... Um, the dagger when the dagger comes out and then the sword we only used the sword once when i was fighting uh against the iron rabbits uh but the short sword that comes out mm -hmm. and uh also the uh the four darts so there's different variations so they can get these things in there and they can take stills and you know properly put all of the uh, visual and special effects on there so yeah there's, there's a whole bunch of stuff uh but um they perfected it very well and it's the detail in it is just amazing yeah. Um, you know, I took a couple of pictures and posted them online, and then there's uh, another picture that's posted online that uh, the prop master uh, took, and uh, it, the detail in that thing is just beautiful. They are truly master craftsmen in what they do, and I appreciate their work. And as far as Giovanni's concerned, you know, Giovanni had hit me up last summer and said, okay, I'm going to make something really cool for you. I'm like, yes, please. Yes, please. Yes, please. And I wanted it in, I wanted it in all black. But, you know, I didn't know I was going to end up being the widow's regent. So uh, but it's all made in Italy and assembled there. And it's all materials from Italy. And, and my uh, waistcoat, shirt and pants are all silk. Ooh. It's just it's, it's bananas. Fancy. It's bananas. <laughs> oh, they spare. Everything's real. The fur, everything. Everything's real. Everything, everything's real. Do you ever put on the waistcoat and the the derby hat and go to the Jameson factory? <laughs> you know what? You know, I, wanted, I wanted to bring that shit home. Uh, you should, <laughs> dude. You should. They offered it to me. They offered it to me, but I'm like, you know, hold on, hold on to it because I gotta, I gotta put that in its own separate display case by itself. You know what I mean? I don't want people to walk right in and it be, you know, behind the glass. Boom. It's, it's yeah, not it's, like you can boom walk right down there. the street in L.A. with it right on right now. Oh, I would, I would do it. You, would do you it. fucking I should, would, dude. I would. I would, <laughs> I would do it. I would do that shit. I would do it. I would put it. Because I live on, like, the high end side of, uh, 
of Melrose by the Beverly Center, Beverly Hills, that kind of thing. I would love to freak people out. No. I would love to straight up sword and everything, even the moon sword. Yep. My Regis sword and the moon sword, just stroll down the street. And <laughs> if they if they talk shit, just shoot a dart at them. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Just, just, go to, just go to Coffee Bean and just our, our, our Starbucks and just walk in and order my coffee. Mm-hmm. Don't say shit. Just walk in and just look at everybody. How you doing? You good? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I said you double like shot of espresso. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I cut you, when you bleed, bleed that way. Don't bleed over here. Right. Don't don't get on the suit. Don't get on the suit. <laughs> don't get on the suit, please. And then you're gonna make me mad. <laughs> so Sherman, I have a I have another quick question for you. Yeah. In yeah. the you know chapter twenty four, episode eight, you know the the mid season or season finale, whatever we're we're calling it now. When right. you were reading up to the script of, you know, Nathaniel's big battle sequence, did right. you have any reservation on whether or not Moon was going to die? Like, were you no, like, oh, man, they can't no. write me out this quick? No, I, I, I didn't have any, uh, any worries about that. Uh, I wanted them to even show, you know, because the whole idea of that sequence was just to hold the line long enough so Gaius and Minerva and mm-hmm. Tilda can take out uh, Chow and her Clippers, you know, mm-hmm. back at their her- headquarters, and um, you know, if he died on the battlefield, that was fine because of the fact he gets his honor back, you know, because he still, I, I, you know, he feels that he feels like I always look at him as a disgraced Ronin. Okay, yeah. and okay. and that's what he is. And part of going back and working with Minerva was, uh, all right, I'll see if I can interject myself back into what normal society is and if I bump into um, into Sonny and Baji then I'm going to take care of business but I'm not going to harbor, harbor any ill will towards them and go looking for them because there's other things I need to take care of and maybe just maybe doing this battle I can gain my honor back mm-hmm. or if I die on the battlefield I still gain my honor and so when I read that uh, that whole sequence, I was just like, "Oh my God, this is a battle of the bastards, isn't it? You know, this mm, is yeah, crazy." Is. And um, I knew it was going to be something big because the minute we got there last August, I had to take all these horseback riding lessons. So um, yeah, yeah, and that's another story because uh, my <laughs> horse, uh, my horse, he was cool for months until we shot that sequence and then all of a sudden Phoenix decides he decides to go nuclear. I don't know. Maybe it's because there was real fire going off around us and stuff. And yeah, like, this 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 is this is not in my contract, dude. <laughs> so uh I'm gonna do a wheelie right now. Right. And then I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna do all kind of stuff to get you off my back because I'm going back to my trailer homie. <laughs> I'm getting out of here. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm getting out of here. Good luck to you. <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> so uh, when I read it, I was like, "Oh man, this is cool. This is cool." And um, I knew he was gonna get. I knew I was gonna get injured pretty bad, but I didn't know the twist because they left that out. Mm, they left okay. out the fact that when Lydia comes and you know does her ride or die moment, I didn't. Even, we didn't know what was happening. And then when I heard about, okay, we got to go put the wound on on Lydia. I'm like, the wound? What happened? She goes, Yeah, yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna hurt me. I'm like, Oh my God, oh. are you? And she said, No. So uh, that was the only time that Orla ever held anything back from me um, because of the reaction that, you know, she needed to get from me. Yeah. And uh, which I appreciate. And uh, that whole sequence was I think that sequence took us nine days, maybe maybe 10 days to do. Um, I love that sequence. That, that sequence is badass. Well, I fucking I really love that. Love, yeah. yeah. That sequence is bad, man. I love that sequence and just, you know, everything that's involved in that. And Andy, Andy Chang shot the shit out of that. He really did. He really did. When you're walking through the puddles of blood in slow motion, it was fucking breathtaking. But we were nervous as hell because they're talking about um, this season. And then they show your hat in a puddle of blood. And we're like, oh, if if they kill Nathaniel Moon, we're going to fucking riot. (laughs) Those bastards. Yeah, but you know what? Everybody was watching. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was a trip. Um, which is really great strategy and marketing, to mm-hmm. tell you the truth, you know. Uh, but again, that whole thing, um, just the way they shoot that show and the way they uh, approached that sequence, I mean, 
they started their sequence, I think, two months when we got in to start shooting because they were working on the Moon Tower for months. Mm, they okay. were working on that for months. So all the big battle scenes like that, they work on for a long time. Because at the end of the day, we don't get a lot of rehearsal time. It's not like we rehearse one day or two days and we learn it. No, not on our show. No, no. If you get 20 minutes to rehearse a fight scene, then you know what? That's 40 years. Wow. Damn. That's 40 years. Exactly. That's show impressive. Up. Damn. And you guys and kill it. Yeah, and what's on the page is um, you're not, you know you're not going to do it. You know, you're not going to do that. Uh, Master Didi's going to show up, or Andy's going to show up, um, because they split the season, because uh, Master Didi had to leave. But Master Didi would just show up and go, okay, we're going to do this, 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 this. They work it out. He works it out with the Hong Kong team. We go over it with the Hong Kong team. Then we shoot it. And that's it. You get if 20 minutes. It's done. Because it's just like learning a dance retreat routine on Broadway. Okay, do this. Bop, 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 bop. Yeah, yeah. All right. I mean, honestly, it takes me more than 20 minutes to plan out what my lunch is going to be. So... <laughs> Tell me about it. Tell me, what am I going to eat today? I don't know. You know? Seriously. I mean, so that took a lot to get used to, but I appreciate it, and I like that even better because it's fresh in your mind, and you go do it. You just go do it. Absolutely. And, and you do the move until you get it right, but, you know, you usually get it right within the first two takes. You know? And there's so many components because everybody's got to be on it. All those stuff performers that we have on the show are all... A-list, top of their game, and they're the best in the business, and everybody wants them. And, you know, it's just really good to be with those kind of folks, and I appreciate that, and I really appreciate appreciate the fact that, uh, a little fun fact right here, in 1996, I did a little film called uh, Space Marines, and our fight and stunt coordinator was none other than Danny Tan, Lewis's Tan's dad. Okay. And Danny Tan was responsible for getting me into martial arts. Uh, I had a big fight scene uh, in this film. And after we shot it, we did rehearse the day before, but after we shot it, he comes up to me and he goes, you need to get into martial arts. When you do, you're gonna be really good at it. And I had a chance to have a conversation with him while we were in um, in Dublin. And he said, there's only two people who uh, really took that and did something with it. And that's you and Michael Jai White. I'm like, nice. There you go. There you go. There you go. Man, Nathaniel Moon and Black Dynamite. Yeah, Black Dynamite. I think they just. I think. I think they just finished another one. or getting ready. Yeah, they're they're releasing another another one. So are you going to be in part three in Black Dynamite? Dynamite. Dynamite. Go let him out of my trunk. I've been looking for him. He's got the guy locked up in the trunk. He's been looking for him. Oh my god, that's a funny movie. I fucking love Black funny. Dynamite. I, mean, I do too. The part the too. part that kills me is when he's fighting with Bullhorn and Bullhorn slaps that dude and he's like, Motherfucker and then they quit and that quick <laughs> yeah. and it's a totally different dude. Cause, <laughs> Cause real donuts don't wear alligator shoes. So yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. That, that, yeah. They went. They went there. I told. I told uh, Mike when I ran into him. Like, yeah, man, you guys. That was like a bag of mixed donuts. You guys just did all kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Man, it's just really great. So I'm, I'm pushing for him. I, I really want that to do well. I really, really, really do. So, quick question. I'm, I'm gonna take it back yeah. to some of your friends because we know that Michael J. White does not listen to our show, and we know okay. that Wesley Snipes does not <laughs> listen to our show. So you are in a safe place now. If okay. who would win? All three of you in a in a, in a fight in a kumite. Uh, Ah, oh, dude, Akumite. Uh huh. Ah, oh, dude. Well, you know what? I would have to do the smart thing. I would go in and get a couple of punches in on both of them, right? <laughs> right, and just and try to, you know, take out, you know, a little little knee kick over here, a little roundhouse to the knee, something like that. Maybe do a maybe do a couple of stumps on some toes or something like that, and there get duck go. out the way, right? And then let them just go at it. Hey, just, you know, aggra- just do some aggravation shit to them, just like just aggravate everybody, and then like, okay, you know, all right, and then come on in. And then finish it off. Yep. I don't know, man. I don't know. I have I have mad respect for for each and every one of those individuals, um, and I love I love their work. And everybody's style is is so different. And um, I, I like to get inside. To tell you the truth, I like to fight fight inside a lot. And mm-hmm. you know, I I wish. Well, I'm hoping that when we come back, when we do go back, I get a lot of more opportunities to fight inside and do some more traps because that's what we do in, in Kutsu. You know, it's a lot of traps, a lot of inside stuff, mm-hmm. a lot of going to uh, pressure points, stuff like that. Uh, but the Wushu looks beautiful. It's pretty. 
It, it really I'm is. Doing. Yeah, the choreography really, is stunning in the show. Really beautiful. It's yeah. really beautiful. Yeah. So I'm learning a lot, but um, you know, again, much respect, much respect for for those two individuals, and um, you know, I, that's it. I mean, I really. I would love to work with them. I would love to work with both of them in the same thing. Yeah, I think that would be just awesome to do. We need um, to start a petition to have you as Blade or Black Dynamite. Wouldn't oh, that'd yeah, be there awesome. You go. There right. You go. Yep. But I'm really, I'm really thinking about the Blade thing. I'm really, really thinking because, you know, there's so many things you can do and you can change certain things. You totally fucking should, and, dude. And I'm telling yeah. you, Sherman, you could drop that on Netflix right now. You You'd could have weave them in with the Punisher. You would have two fans oh. right off the bat right now. Oh, cool, I mean, cool. uh, well, listen, I'm going to explore those things with, uh, with my folks this week. We're going to have a sit down and have a little meeting about uh, what's next. Uh, I almost had an opportunity to work with Fincher. I would have been working today. We would have been conducting this interview. I would have been in Pittsburgh. David Fincher? Uh, yeah, but uh, it didn't work out, you know, but great conversation with him. And uh, uh, we Skyped last week for, for a couple of minutes. And, uh, you know, well, it, it'll work. It'll work out. It'll happen. It'll happen. Because I'm such a Fincher fan. And um, it almost worked out. But next time. Hey, Next time. we're Augustus fans, so... Oh, man, thanks. Thanks. Well, I'm fans of you guys, so there it is, right there. <laughs> there it is, right there. Acting. <laughs> Looks like Christmas <laughs> just came early. And scene. Right? <laughs> He's going to get off the phone, man. Fuck those guys. <laughs> Who the fuck was he? Right? Let me, get my, let, me, let me get my publicist on the phone. Don't you ever <laughs> start screening shit. Do you understand? All you had to do I'm was going just back, hang up. Right, I'm going back to Dublin, damn it. And just like... <laughs> I, 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 that's the reason why I didn't want to come back to, to California. <laughs> so, I, Sherman, stayed in, I stayed in Dublin for two weeks or uh, longer. I didn't, I, I, was, I didn't want to come back to the States, man. I was having such a blast. Oh, I don't know, know if I could leave the scenery. Oh, it's oh yep, I know, I know. And I did... I had a cousin that came over, and um, we did Amsterdam. And when we got back from Amsterdam, the next morning we had a 10 a.m. Because I've been several times, but we had that 10 a.m. tour of the Jameson factory. Mm. Okay. Ooh. So, <laughs> so about 20, 10, 20, you're already drunk. You're already gone. You're already, you're already walking. Well, it's such a lovely day out there, isn't it? Yeah, so boy, yeah. All right. What are you going to do now? Just get some more Jameson. Yeah. <laughs> get another pipe, please. Oh, yeah. You go there. You have to do what the indigenous people do. Exactly. It went when in Rome. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, was, go ahead. Sherman, with, with everything that's broken out with AMC, you know, they do a huge push for, you know, The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead. Um, mm -hmm. Something I noticed that you tweeted out a couple, or retweeted a couple, a couple weeks ago was an article about how, you know, Into the Badlands really seems underserved in, in mass yep. pop culture. Can, yep. can you kind of speak to that? I mean, no, I don't want you to, you know, oh, no, we, no, no, we no, love I, AMC. We know you love AMC. Right. But yeah, it's just I, like I, seems I, in popular know, culture a, it's under AMC has hired me twice. AMC, you know, I did Low Winter Sun with Mark Strong and Lenny James. Uh, and um, great show. And I love the network. Uh, I love uh, the folks there. You know, they always come and visit uh, the set. Uh, and we have this big dinner uh, every year uh, right before we start shooting. And there's a lot of folks... At AMC who are fighting and pushing but here's the thing some of us uh, who are popular on the show um, you know we're always speaking to great folks like you guys because you guys are the catalyst that keeps shows and individuals working and on the air Aww, that's one thank thing you. so we need to we need seriously I mean it's a different world now it's just not about this this outlet or that outlet there's so many of you guys and so they know this they will hear this AMC will hear this um, so, you know, we're living in the world now of saving money or revenue or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's just my, from my POV, from how I see it is that you have a couple of popular characters on the show and they're all, they're very visible. So you don't have to press publicity that much for your show because you have individuals out there doing that also. They uh, are very happy with the show, and I'm not being careful for selecting or anything. Or you know, I'm, I'm telling the truth. They're very happy with the show. Um, I think they have a lot of uh, new shows that are coming out, and they're trying to find these slots gotcha. for these other things. 
And as far as our show concern is, it, it, it generates revenue. They're happy, um, but they can give it a little bit more push. Mm-hmm. And the reason why we say that is because we're always snubbed for fight scenes and fight uh, scenes. That broke we my just, heart. Yeah, we just lost uh, two weeks ago to uh, Better Call Sal, yep. the fight between Jonathan Banks and uh, Raymond Cruz. Okay, so um, fine, you know, I, I like the show, uh, but they certainly weren't better are more qualified than we were to, right. you know, uh, win that award for that yeah. Saturn award. And I don't know if it's just one of these things that are embedded in people's minds and in the zeitgeist of their minds. Okay, they're a martial arts show. Of course, they're going to win. Mm-hmm. This this should win. Maybe it's that. And I think also, you know, as far as Emmys are concerned, um, Daniel's not Daniel Wu's not concerned about the Saturn award. He wants the Emmy, and you know, we all want that Emmy. Yeah. So we're just you know holding on and waiting. Um, you know, just biding our time, just waiting to see if uh, everything works out uh, with uh, the Emmy nods. You know, uh, I was uh, nominated, not nominated, I was submitted for uh, Best uh, Supporting Actor, you know, and there's a couple of, you know, awesome. Giovanni, G- Giovanni was nominated or um, submitted so uh, for Best Costume. So uh, and certainly he should be winning something too. So fight sequences, and uh, best fight choreography and um, best costume design, we should be winning that hands down. It oh, should be a no brainer. Yeah, absolutely, Easily. absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the, like I did, like I told you earlier, the entire show is just beautiful. It's beautifully yeah. acted. It's beautifully shot. It's beautiful chore- uh, choreography. Uh, choreographed. choreographed <laughs> but talking is hard. But <laughs> it, it is, isn't it? Sure. But but and the characters are engaging. I mean. Yeah. Your character alone is such a dynamic character. I mean, and then even oh, past thanks. seasons, you had um, Martin Solskas, and, and and like you had yeah. all these, and, and you have who we affectionately coined as Evil Oprah, you know, Lorraine <laughs> Toussaint playing Cressida. Yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody else called her uh, Whoopi Goldberg, but it's cool. <laughs> well, oh no, she's she's an no, incredible. She, actress. We mean it with love. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, we oh, we cannot oh. gush about how much we love this show. And like what you're talking about, the grassroots program. We tell all our friends. Um, we post about it whenever AMC is like, and now in the band, like, oh fuck yeah, the Badlands. And so like, yeah. we're yeah. I mean, we're spreading the gospel of the Badlands. And you, so. and, and that's the thing, you know, you just brought up Lorraine. That's the thing with the show now with Lorraine and. Um, Babu Sisse, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, and Dean and Ella Ray. I'm sorry. There's actors on the show now. So, yes. There's... Uh, I can't think of what episode it was, but it was 30 minutes before we got into the first fight scene. And um, because now we have, you know, they've always had great actors on the show, but now they're letting the writing uh, take more of a seat at the table and it's balanced out a lot. So Absolutely. you have your action, but you're having this, this engaging storyline. Uh, that and everybody's got a great storyline. Yeah, everybody's got a great storyline. So um, I'm just really curious to see how they're going to top this um, when we go back. I'm just really curious to see. I mean, they have to really put their thinking caps on. I, I would really, love to say that they can't, but they've topped every season so far. <laughs> every episode, yeah. every season gets better and better and better and I better. I mean, like I know. it's insane. I mean, like to the point where. When we heard that it was the finale, we were visibly angry. We were like, "What? What? When is it coming back?" Like, I mean, f- f- oh, not foaming, but almost. I mean, yeah. and w- Sunday nights, eight o'clock our time or nine o'clock our time has become like, like don't don't talk to me. My stories are on. Yeah, exactly. You know? Genius and I go out yeah. and grab tacos and then come back and watch Into the Badlands. That's our. Exactly. That, it's our stories. So exactly, it's 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 a void right now for me. I mean, you know, because the, I have my Sunday night thing. You know, I. I I would watch uh, Westworld, you know, and definitely Ooh. watch our show. Even if I wasn't on the show, I would do that. You know, I would have my Sunday night thing. Uh, I think, you know, we're sitting pretty. We're in good shape. Uh, I just can't wait for the second eight because it's just like they cut the brake line and you're you're going downhill and there's not there's no way for you to stop. You're just going to have to run into that wall and hope for the best. It's going to be crazy. I'm serious. I'm so excited about the next eight. It's everything in the first eight was just the setup for the oh, second eight. I mean, gosh. there's more interaction. I get to have this, these 
great conversations with Baji. Oh my God. Oh, oh no. Oh, oh, I can't wait to I, see. I can't wait to see that. Exactly. As much as we want to try to pry it out of you, we'll, we'll, we'll anticipate oh, it just be, like everybody else. It's going to be great. There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a great moment. You remember when uh, Wolverine flipped off uh, Cyclops? Uh, yeah, Cyclops, right? Yes, mm-hmm. flipped off Cyclops. Okay. Yeah, so there's there's one of those moments between uh, uh, Baji and I. It's it's quite funny. It's it's quite funny. I can't tell you where it is or when it is, but uh, it just comes out of the blue, and it's just so funny because he's just man. That that guy is just he's just awesome. All my entire castmates they're just awesome. They're just just the best and so giving, and will be there for you to the end. And we'll just like, hey, look, you want to try it this way? You want to try it that way? And it just becomes fun then, and then it just becomes something else, and it just just like you know, it's just laughter all damn day long, and then you have to get yourself serious. And ser- I mean, one time it was like all of us. Well, I can say this: there is one episode called The Magnificent Seven. All right. Okay. 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 All right. All right. If I get fired, man, I'm coming out. No, we. Out. we, we you can, we no ain't saying way. shit. We ain't saying shit. We, we, you, no, like no, I said, no, this no, is a safe place. No, yeah, this, I, I you're, you're in the trust tree. I, I, I can say that. I can, you know, there's a, there's a uh, uh, there's an episode called The Magnificent Seven. But <sighs> when we started that when we started that day off, I mean, we couldn't stop laughing because everything that came out of uh, everything that came out of Nick's mouth was just hilarious that day, <laughs> and it was just so hard. And I think we burned we burned half the day away just laughing, and we can't say anything. Because, you know, we're laughing with our producer, Daniel Wu. We're standing right there. He's cracking up, too. <laughs> <laughs> he's so he's not threatening too. pink slips for right? anybody? When you're laughing with the boss, man, you know you're safe. He'll go, come on, guys, let's get serious. And then we're doing the scene, and he'll start cracking up. <laughs> and he goes, no, okay, I'm serious this time, okay? And he puts that look on his face. Then we start again, and then somebody starts cracking up, and then we all start cracking up. It's hard. It That's was hard. Awesome. It was days where it was just like, okay, just shoot me, because I'm going to start laughing. And then it starts in the makeup room in the morning. It's Baji, you know, Nick comes in and boom, it, it gets it gets going, it gets going, and then Daniel gets in and chimes in, and it's just all day long, and it's so much fun. It's crazy. <laughs> well, between you and Nick Frost, they have to be my the the best additions to an already oh, stellar man. show. Yeah. Both uh, of you guys have just elevated it. It was already a great show, and yeah, with your presence, it just made it that much better. Oh, thanks. Thank you so much. Well, you know, we, we do this, you know, you hear people saying that we do this for you guys or our fans or whatever. You know, look, we're actors and we're just facilitating something and, you know, we get a chance to tell the story. But again, uh, I don't think no one picks anything if they weren't going to uh, invest time into it. In other words, like I said, if I wasn't on the show, I would probably still be a hater. <laughs> I would be mad. I'd probably be working on, you know, my next seven agents. All right, can you get me on Badlands? Okay, you got 30 minutes. <laughs> but if you stole the coat, you know? you'd be a well-dressed hater. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Just like, okay, uh, please. Can you, you get us on Badlands and kill us? Like, is <laughs> yeah. that is that possible? Can, can we be like... <laughs> it's, just, it's, just like it's just like the Vikings. I mean, people come from all over, all over to be on the Vikings, right? And we see these guys out and about town, and they just come to get killed. They just come to get That's killed. That's awesome. I would... They get I would... lunch. They get a lunch and a place to stay, and they just stay there, and they just run around and eat. And these guys are great martial artists too, and you know, and they just come in and they just, you know, and if they use you more than once, they just shave your beard or put a fake beard on you, or whatever. It's, it's a trip. <laughs> it, <laughs> it's if, a trip. If I could choose the way I would die, it would be going out by your hand, dude. So. <laughs> Excellent, excellent, excellent. But before we, excellent. we're going to wrap things up here, but before we go, where can our listeners find you? Where can we get a hold of you? Okay, you know, they can reach me at uh, on Twitter at Sherman August two. Uh, for some reason, someone got Augustus. I don't know. So it's A U G U S T U and a two. Come on, man, stop playing. So <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what they gave me. So that's what I got. So they can reach me there, or they can reach me at Sherm Gus on Instagram and Sherm Gus on Facebook. Well, Sherman, I I can't thank you enough, sir. This this has been this an absolute a, treat, honor, and a pleasure, dude. And oh, thank you guys, man. Oh, and hopefully, I didn't you know blow it. Anyway, oh, go ahead. <laughs> uh, I'm surprised we didn't fanboy out and faint halfway through the episode. Please, please, I'm geeking. Trust me. We wish. I'm out. I love I love these. I love I love when I get to talk to folks like you guys. I mean, it, seriously, it makes 
it makes me feel that I'm doing something that puts a smile on someone else's face and I'm doing my job because this is this is the best byproduct of the world of being an actor to talk to folks that like what you do. Well, and that's the reason why I became an actor. I like to please people, you know, and it's not at the end of the day, it's not about, you know, I'm rolling over here and I'm doing this or doing that or I'm hanging out with these people. No, it's about it's a job. It's my trade. I'm able to do it. I make people happy. I clock in just like everybody else. I clock in. That's it. And and we're not trying to bullshit you or we're not washing your car or anything. But when we're (laughs) saying like when we're saying like we have been genuinely excited to talk to you. One, you're one of our like I said, our favorite additions to an already badass show. And the fact that you can take the time to talk to us has been just mind blowing. We've been giddy. Just giddy. Anytime. Anytime. Seriously, anytime. Anytime. Especially after the second eight. You guys are gonna get the first call. Well, let's 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 schedule something right after episode nine. When you see episode nine, you're gonna go, oh boy! You heard it here first, Lance from Uruguay. You heard it here first. We're gonna have Sherman Augustus back on, Mr. Moon, uh, Mr. Moon, (laughs) Mr. Moon, Mr. Moon, in opposite five. No, (laughs) Mr. Moon, sir, can I please get an autograph? Right, please. (laughs) But seriously. On behalf of me and Dustin, to you, the cast, the crew, everybody else, we wish you nothing but continued success. Absolutely. And same to you guys. Same to you guys. Same, man. Same. And, you know, uh, I'll be listening. You know, I'll be listening. Well, we definitely appreciate it, Mr. Augustus. Thank you for taking time with us today. No problem. Thank you, guys. And on behalf of Genius McGee, I'm Dustin P. And I'm so excited I'm going to move somebody. <laughs> <laughs>